0: Support for the Soccer Fitness Experience is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the business for men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Manscaped just sent us their Performance Package 4.0, and boys from personal experience, trust me when I say that, your balls will thank you. If you want to have the best below-the-waist grooming experience on earth and support this show – Join us and over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with promo code soccer20 at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com, promo code soccer20. What is up soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host Andy, with my main man Sebastian. What's up, bro? How you doing?
1: doing all right
0: been happy to be watching some soccer again yeah man
1: i'm coming back i see you got la liga this weekend everything's exciting again how about you how are you doing? doing
0: good man right now i'm actually in north carolina for a wedding um you, you probably see on the video here but for everybody who's listening on audio on the podcast today is probably the first time i'm recording in a room that has some good natural light um which is <laughs> it's tough to come by, but um, you know, been on the road a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, happy to be here. Season starting, all over the world. World Cup is in a few months. Life is good, man. Agreed. Life is good. But let's let's get into it.
1: For, I think our first topic today was um, Arsenal. Yeah, they, they played really well. Yeah, the first game, I was happy. I, I was at a bar with some friends, was watching it good vibes all around
0: throughout. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, you know Arsenal. I I I watched them a lot during preseason. Um, I actually went to the Arsenal versus Everton match at uh at MNT Bank in Baltimore. And my biggest takeaway from that match is one, the players are incredible obviously. And that was my first time seeing them in in person, but two, Martinelli Jesus and Saka watching them take players one on one like taking players on in person oh it's scary it is maybe it's the angle i saw but it is it is intimidating um and that front three looks really really good v- very fluid um they they look like they've been playing together for a while which is kind of crazy cuz you know Jesus is is newer to the team yeah
1: i agree completely they um the fact that they're so dangerous makes it so that the midfielders, we got either like Parte or um, Odegaard, even, what's his name, Fabio Vieira is coming in now too. Like all these guys have good passing abilities, and Chenko even, they have good passing ability and can find those wingers or the attackers like and put them in one-on-one situations, and that's going to lead to lots of goal-scoring opportunities. So I'm really excited. More Not more importantly, but um, what about William Saliba? What were your thoughts on him? I thought he was solid. He's, he was a
0: rock. He's good. We we needed that that center back depth, man. We needed that true competition. And, you know, even like n- now we have Gabriel, we have Saliba and Ben White. And Ben White could also play right back. So that's a good alternative to, with Tomayasu. And I, I, I think this is a season where... We saw it at the end of last season with Arsenal. We just we, we had about thirteen players that were Premier League quality. And now I think that number is up to what do you think? Sixteen? Sixteen or so? Sixteen, think, maybe seventeen.
1: I think it's a solid team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. The last year
1: whenever when Tomyasu went out hurt, it was the defense did not look mm-hmm. good. anytime somebody was missing, like it was a huge drop off. Yeah. But this year if Tyranny gets hurt. Got Zinchenko that can play there, yeah. and vice versa. If Tony Austin gets hurt, then White can go out wide, and we still got two solid center backs. Yeah, it's like six solid defenders, mm-hmm. and there's also Cedric who can play right back, especially in the cup games, as well as Rob Holding who can play center back in cup games. Yeah, so I think the, the depth is really going to help the team out.
0: No, the, the depth is needed. Um, it's very much needed, especially with all these matches and everything's being congested with World Cup, and I don't like. This, this is kind of a sidebar, but I feel like teams this year, it is it is so clear that there are so many teams that are very upfront with saying, we need two world-class players at each position. You know, like... Barcelona explicitly <laughs> said that.
1: And, I mean, we'll get into them in a minute. But, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I don't... I, I don't like that personally because it just makes all of the talent... So top heavy, like mm. all of the talent is literally in like the top six, seven teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of it, because all the other teams are good in the Premier League too. But when Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal even are starting to, they have so many starters. It would be nice to see the players that are their quote unquote backups that are still elite, world class players. It would be nice to see them start day in day out on like the West Ham's of the world, yeah. the other mid table teams. Yeah. So I think that would lead to more competition, but. I, Obviously, they just want to win and they have the money to get these guys, and guys are happy going. But Mm -hmm. in an ideal world, it'd be nice to see them all play against each other all the time. Yeah,
0: even like a player like Konate, right? So good. So, like, how is he not playing every week? He only played in Champions League last year with Liverpool. And, you know, I I would like to see him every week. Um, It was nice to see him in La Liga play every week, but, you know. Different teams have different ideas. As as long as the players are happy, I guess you can't really say much.
1: Yeah, and we can kind of transition from this to a little conversation about Liverpool, too, um, about how how their game went last week. But before getting into that, they people over the offseason have been saying how they need to get another midfielder. They need to get somebody else to come on. And even Jurgen Klopp came out and said, he's like, who do you want me to bring? We have seven midfielders. <laughs> we have seven midfielders for three positions. If we bring in another world-class midfielder, one are our young guys going to play? And then you guys are going to complain we're not playing the young guys. Mm. So it's kind of like, it's a good problem to have where they have some, so much talent, but I agree in that you can get so much that then you get into the problem that Barcelona eventually had, where it's like you never play the young guys and then they leave. And then you eventually get to a generation that just ends and there's nobody coming in behind them.
0: That is, that is so true. Um, even a player like Harvey Elliott, so good. He's so talented. Yeah. Um, Curtis Jones, very talented too. You know, they, they need to play. And we haven't seen it with Liverpool too much with players going out on loan. Certainly not like, you know, a club like Chelsea who sends everybody. But maybe it starts to, it'll start to happen with with Liverpool and City when you have so many young players and they need to play to develop. Um I mean, City have a little bit more of an infrastructure with different clubs and City Football Group and everything like that. I don't know. Maybe Liverpool needs to... I don't know. I I, I feel like there are certain clubs that have, you know, not written explicit relationships with other clubs, but, you know, very good, very good grounds, for instance, like Man United and Ajax right now, um, with Van der Sar being their sporting director. There's clearly a lot of, Communication and transfers between the two clubs. Uh, maybe Liverpool needs somebody to be like, you know, hey, you guys want to be friends and like trade players here and there. You know, we'll take your players. We'll what send you you some of us on loan, and I don't know.
1: That's true. You did mention Chelsea, and I think between them and Man City, they single or two-handedly led to the Premier League in putting in a limit on how many players can actually go out on loan every year. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So maybe they don't want to do that. But anyway. What do you think about the Liverpool game last week? 2-2. Yeah. Oh, Mitrovic <laughs> Ballon d'Or winning <laughs> Mitrovic. Uh, this
0: this is this is a hot take. Uh <clears throat> I I think Liverpool will be destined to be an A-minus team for the next 5 to 10 years. Why do you think that? They're not... That is a hobby. <laughs> Why it, do you think that? they're? They're not reckless spenders. They're not... If you're an A team, right, you can't stay an A team for a long time. You probably have about two to three years where you could stay at that really top, like the best team in Europe. Um I, I think FSG and, and the way they operate transfers, they're always refreshing the squad, right? Every transfer that they make is a smart transfer and a sustainable one. But... Because of that, they're never gonna be like, oh, all in on this year, this is our year to win absolutely everything. Because they're they're always constantly refreshing. And I think it's the right thing to do. And if you didn't have a team like Man City, then yeah, they would be an A. They'd be the best in terms of of, of strictly squad. Um But they're they're always refreshing and I, I don't know. And even, like, the draw this past weekend, like, if you want to win the Prem, it was so competitive last year. And it didn't always used to be like this, but now it's 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 almost like you have to win every game, every single game, every yeah. single point. And that's two dropped points already, and it's August, so. <laughs> that's true. I like a lot of what you said. I I
1: think there's a point or thought to be had on whether just by being that a minus squad for 10 years if whether you just kind of walk into two to three titles just because you're that good and at some point some of those teams will have drop-offs because they go in on certain years so maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing yeah i think that's a similar direction that Arsenal's heading in like i don't think they're going to break the bank and sign a 200 million euro player but I think they're going to continue trying to do good business. They're fully rotating through the squad now, kind of like Klopp did when he first joined Liverpool. But I I do agree that them losing, dropping points the first week isn't ideal. If you're trying to compete with Man City and like their title race is going to like 95 points every year. But I also think there's potential for a, a gradual regression to the mean in the these high point totals that they've been getting, like they've been getting close to 100 points every single year, mm. and I think as teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, and even like West Ham are improving, and this U slowly comes back and kind of goes through their rebuild, if they're willing to call it that. Now, I think as they start like climbing back in, they're going to take away some points from when they play against Liverpool and City. Because right now, when those teams play against Liverpool and City, it's like a 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 games that they win half the time. So I think if those other top 6-7 teams start taking off points from City and Liverpool, it'll lead to more even and competitive
0: uh, title challenges. That's uh, that's true. But I, I feel like, yeah, the teams in the you know, let's say the bottom half of the top six or even teams in, like, you know, the middle of the table. They're getting better, but they're getting better as cities and Liverpool's depth is increasing. And, I don't know, That's cities... True. And now they get five subs also. Yeah, city... Yeah, this five subs, that that really hurts. So a lot of people say it doesn't help the top teams, really, but I think it does. It's... I think it, it, I think it
1: explicitly the top five teams of the top teams i mean yeah because like, these, are, these are the teams
0: that have a literal superstar yeah on all seven positions on the bench yeah and i mean even if it's like i mean we all played fifa right I, i'm assuming if you listen to this you play fifa before and like there are times where it's like yeah my players are, are tired in the match but i can't sum about because the player i want to put in just isn't good enough and i'd rather have mm-hmm. a a player that isn't as good or a player that is better, that is tired, rather than a subpar player. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I, I do think that it favors those teams. But we'll see how they handle it. At the end of the day, Liverpool literally just dropped points. So any given weekend, any of those
0: teams can drop points against a potential relegation candidate. That's that's true, but uh I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if I'm on the same page as you with this regression to the mean. I think it might be getting worse. But uh, time will tell. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It, you know, one of us is
1: going to be more wrong than the other. Uh, man City, but,
0: Hollands. What do yeah. what
1: you think? I mean... I was thinking that he's going to score thirty to forty goals, literally, just because he's going to get so many great goal scoring opportunities. Whether he perfectly fits into the system or not, people might say, "Oh, he's not a pet player. Oh, he's not going to be good at dropping into the field." It doesn't matter. Like Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden, Riyad Mahrez, they're going to find him with passes into the middle of the box over and over again, and he's probably the best person on the planet right now to put him away. Mm. So mm-hmm. I I see him scoring a bunch of goals. I do see potential for them allowing. A good amount of goals because they don't really have any depth at right or left back. If Kyle Walker or Cancelo is out, then one of them can only play right back, and who's the backup left back? Mm, that is that is a very John Stones, I guess. That's, that's a very <laughs> Nathan Ake. Valid point. I think they're signing a dude from
0: Andrelect right now, but he's not a he's not a prem starter yet. He's not that quality. Um, this is the year. Where Jack Grealish, I think, will will finally start to show with with a target. I I think people sometimes misunderstand. They say like, oh, an attacking player or a winger in the prem, loads of goals. But he's more of like he's really like a ten. Like he's he's a creator. So yeah, he's a creator who happens to play out ex- wide primarily. Exactly, yeah. And with with a target man like Holland, like that's that's a dream, right? So. Um, I, I think this is the year I, I didn't sign up for my, my fantasy prem league yet, but when I do, because of Holland, I'm, I'm going to take Grealish cause I, I think he's going to create a lot for him. That's fair. I
1: did pick Holland. I had to. Yeah. You, he, yeah. Sometimes you to. <laughs> I then to. forgot to set my lineup. So that's not
0: even. To. <laughs> <laughs> what league are you in? Are you just doing a, uh, like one of those community leagues uh, or something?
1: I think. I think I'm in uh, the Lads League, which is like loud, loud Americans Discussing Soccer. They're another podcast and Instagram page. I see. Um, I'm in their Discord. It's a lot of fun. Ah, okay. And, nice. and then just the Total Soccer Show League as well. So. Nice.
0: Solid. Solid.
1: Um, La Liga. I've never taking it seriously, so this year I think I'll actually change it up. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I, La Liga is, man, what an interesting league. It never fails to disappoint. Well, sometimes it does. But um, speaking of failures, <laughs> Barcelona, these transfers, there's about, you know, at the time of this recording, it is Friday at 1.36 p.m., August 12. And I think there are about seven players that still have to be registered for the league, yep. which starts tomorrow. So I don't know how that's yeah, going to work.
1: It has to be done by tomorrow. I think they have less than 24 hours to, <laughs> to register their players. I did see a tweet that said that they're gonna be able to register four of the new sign-ins today. And the only one that's gonna miss out is Yule's Kunde. Interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um what a what's this, what's your whole opinion on on the levers and uh selling away partial TV right? Like what what's your take on all that? So I've done like a whole podcast on this, but
1: I think it's really risky. Ah, interesting. I, I mean, I think that's a very basic take. Like, I think it's super risky because they make approximately like forty million dollars a year from television rights mm. now. Mm-hmm. No, not forty. Like one hundred twenty or more, and that means twenty five percent, which is what they sold away, is forty million dollars ish, and they're going to be giving that away, and assuming that it's going to increase because the TV deals have only gotten bigger recently assuming that $40 is going to increase, that they're not going to be having its income for 25 years. Um, I mean, the company that made this investment is going to make its money back within 10 years and then just have 15 years of, like, probably $50 million in profit a year just because of this. So I think it's super risky for Barcelona. I think they had I don't I don't think they have to do it actually. I think <laughs> they, they chose to do it and I think it's a problem of the fact that it's a whole democratic process in which anytime that there's a like a director that comes in or a club president, they always have to win or show that they deserve to be reelected, so it's always like a now 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 moment and situation. So they don't really they don't care about the future. They they're not in a position to care about the future. They they, they go in, they do anything it takes to win and if that means the club stops existing within the next 20 years that that's not going to be their problem they just want to be there for the next four or five years. Mm.
0: Now, it's I I I read a a very long post about it on Reddit, so the accuracy of that is TBD, but one of the counter arguments to what you just mentioned which is the TV deals and, you know, selling off 25% of it for the next God knows how many years is that although it's, it's unpredictable on the TV end saying like, you know, the, the, the rights could go up a lot and you're missing out a lot of, a lot of revenue, um, the future of TV and broadcasting and sports is very uncertain too, right? Like, let's say it all goes to streaming. Will the revenue be the same? Would it even count as TV revenue if it's streaming? What if Barcelona makes their own, you know, YouTube channel and people subscribe to that instead? Is TV that going to count in the twenty-five percent? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So will they even be in La Liga? Will they be in the Super League? At which point, that TV revenue is not La Liga money. So. Exactly. There's there's so much, so much, and I don't know. Just given the behavior of of the current management and board it seems like nothing is off the table so uh yeah it's, speaking it's of which
1: yeah speaking of which I'm a Barcelona fan and I have my opinion um but I want to hear yours first how does this and how like how Barcelona and all the leadership has been acting how does it make you feel about supporting the team and Ooh. like does it affect your thoughts towards the team knowing that they're basically doing some shady business they're threatening to sue the young over his contract that he signed and like i'm always like a player deserves what he signed for if not players should get paid as much as they can um i'm always for that so what are your thoughts on like how does this make you feel
0: i uh, i does it make me feel great no um I, i'm always someone that says whatever rules are on the table you should play by them if there are loopholes, then you can use them because they're there and they're not in the rules. Um, I, I I think I draw the line at the whole Frankie de Jong situation of, you know, pretty much threatening him and saying he has to leave the club. I don't think that's right. Everything else, like in regards to the salary cuts, I think it's okay to ask a player for a salary cut. They they have the power and, and capability to say no. Um, but I, I think when you tell a player you have to leave because, you know, for whatever reason, not sporting reason, just because, you know, you so happen to have the highest contract on the team. I don't think that's right, especially in the manner that they're doing it where, you know, a contract goes both ways, right? You can't just tell somebody to go away. Like, no, we signed this together, which means that we are obligated to fulfill the terms, you know? Um, but it doesn't make me feel great. I think in about five to ten years, we'll be able to judge the situation better. And if the club is in a much better and sustainable state, maybe it was worth it. But if it's not, which it very well could be, again, given the history of the club so far that would not make me feel not great. VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent ...during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTrove today. The Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast is an official partner of Concussion Corner Academy. A 12-week program designed for the working healthcare professional looking for top-notch educational content in the concussion sector. So if your rehab provider wants to learn more about concussion evaluation and treatment, check out the link in our show notes. All we ask is if you like what you see and want to enroll... Use our affiliate link in the description to help support the show.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree that it's totally reasonable for teams to kind of look through whatever loophole might exist and really do what's best, and as long as you're not breaking any rules, it's fine. I just definitely have a soft spot for players that, like, for example, uh, Braithwaite came out, and uh, when his name was announced, the the fans started booing him because they don't want him there. They want him gone so that his salary is not on the books. I feel like that's just kinda of, like tragic. Like that's not a that's not a cool way to treat someone who like all he does is fight for the team. Like he might not be the best player that's ever gone to Barcelona, but I think he's given his all the entire time and that's something that as a fans we need to value. It's different when someone has talent and they don't try and they don't run, they don't press on defense. So Little things like that, and just the way that young's being treated, I, I'm not really appreciating it. doesn't mean I'm not rooting for Barcelona now when the season starts, but I, would de- I definitely wish it had been handled differently.
0: Yeah it's uh, Braithwaite that's actually yeah that, that's, that's a really good point because we all know why he was brought into the team, right We needed a striker in an emergency situation, and he left his team and I think they were in a relegation battle. At the time, <laughs> and he he, he came to left. yeah he came to Barcelona to to help us, and I, I don't think we should be booing him because like what what were your expectations for him, you know is what what did he do that you like you know what like I thought Braithwaite would do better than that, you know there's he did everything I thought he was gonna do I, I'm happy with his play because like yeah we we all know his limitations as a player. Um so i I don't understand why you know he's getting booed, and apparently De young is getting booed as he's like walking to his car people telling him to lower his salary where it, it, at, at some point it's like also like why should you right so they can go save that 100k per week and go mismanage that on something else mm-hmm. you know it, it it seems like at time they just come up with money whenever they need it. It just appears out of thin air. So if that's the case, then why are you asking me for a pay cut? Exactly.
1: So, I mean, we've gone into detail on what we think about what's going on with Barcelona. Now, since La Liga starts this weekend, what's your predicted top four? What do you think is going to go down? Do you think Real Madrid is the favorite? Do you think Barcelona can win it now that they have this new revamped roster? Let's assume that they are able to register all seven players. With that being said, like, who do you, who are
0: your favorites? Mm, let's go. I, I honestly do think Barcelona will be top. I think they'll be in first. Um, Madrid, second. Ah, ooh, that's there, right. right. <laughs> it gets, it gets, there, there, there is a, a hodgepodge of about six teams. Um, I'm going to say for third, not Athleti. I I don't think Athleti is going to be up for it. I I think they're going through a little bit of an identity crisis with, you know, four or five years ago, they were very defensively stable. Everybody knew they were going to win, you know, each match 1-0 or 0-0 in a draw even. Um, I, I, I think recently they brought in more attacking players. They're not being used think, well. Do you think
1: it's finally a case of like how Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte they get like two or three years and eventually players are sick of them? Do you think that it's finally time that that starts happening at, at, at Atletico um, because Diego his tactics
0: are like so physically demanding? Yeah, maybe it's it's even a case of. He needs to have the authority to refresh his squad with the players he wants. And, I i mean, I don't even know if he, he was the one behind, like, Thomas Lamar and Joao Félix. Because they don't seem like Simeone-type players um, at all. They, in fact, the, the complete opposite. But either make smarter transfers that align with your vision or change the manager. Yeah. So it's it's one or the other. Um, so who do you have third? Let's go, Villarreal. They got a they got a sneaky squad. They got a sneaky yeah, good squad. I think they, did they get Lo Celso on loan again? Yeah, they or maybe that's a him. work in progress. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to get him again. So I yeah. All right, and good. yeah, let let's go, Villarreal and Sevilla they're always they they lost their center backs
1: so you have Atletico Um, like not even top four mm,
0: it's tough man (laughs) Atleti they're they're oh Felix Angel Correa Thomas Lamar yeah but these players aren't they don't have the freedom you know Mm -hmm. they don't let them be free and we will have another discussion but they they just seem like...
1: Simeon definitely getting fired if they don't get top four.
0: Or he's I, probably more voluntarily
1: if they don't get top four.
0: Of course. Maybe he'll have another project or or something like that. Um, Sevilla, they, they got a good squad as well. Did they get they a... They also Easto? haven't registered most of their signings. Sevilla have it? I don't think so. Oh, Jesus. Is this going on <laughs> around the whole league? or
1: Yeah, so apparently, like, 34 of the 90 signings that have gone to La Liga teams have not been able to get registered yet.
0: Wow. Or as of, like, yesterday or two days ago. Insane. Insane. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Huh. Who's your top four? What do you think? I think Real
1: Madrid and Barcelona, top two, for sure. Um, that's like without a doubt in my mind right now. I think Real Madrid are favorites, but I will say that I think it's finally time that they stop like eking out wins with like just that they they don't seem to deserve. Where like teams miss five sitters in front of goal and they get two opportunities and they score one or both of them. I think it's finally time that that comes back to bite them. It happens every few years. Um, on top of I don't think that their midfield. Trio with Casemiro, Kroos and um, Modric. I don't think that they can play all La Liga games and all Champions League games now. So I think they're gonna have to choose where those that trio starts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That being said, it's not like they have bad backups. They have Kamavinga, <laughs> Chamani, and um, Valverde, who also plays right back now. So like, I mean, I think they'll still be up there. It's just a matter of like those three can jump into the team and still run the midfield. Mm. And if Benzema ever gets hurt, lose mm. the backup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. It's Mariano, who's like, he's a decent player, but like, he's not a he's not a star right now. No, he, so, he's so. With that being I said, my the same favorite is Barcelona right now. Okay. I think I think just with the depth that they have, assuming they get all their signings registered and everything, they're they're definitely the favorites. They just have so much depth. The style of play is one that can be consistent. They don't need to really rely on too many moments of magic from so many players because they they should have an ingrained system of play Mm. i do think atletico ends up third that's just they've just been there so often and i mean they won the title two years ago so i expect them to still stay up there but I, i do continue to expect a drop off and i think last year was definitely a drop off for them kind of like a wake up call that something needs to either change or they need to like drill back down on the basics so they're They'll either I expect them to be more defensive again this year, which will be to the detriment of Joao Felix and, and the such again.
0: Mm. Fourth no. is where I
1: just never know. I never know with
0: La Liga. It It's always a toss up. Um, and it think, it, it think literally think, is different teams every year. Yeah. Um, Chua Meni and Kamavinga, he's ready. Chua Meni. And Valverde. So I, I was at the Classico in Vegas and I and I saw that midfield trio, Chua May and uh Kamavinga and Valverde. They as a group, they're not ready. They're not it is yeah. it is miles off what it should be. Um I mean, one at a time. It is like interesting, yeah. Yeah. I I I I don't know how they're gonna be managed if they're gonna be like straight up like three and three. Like, we're playing our normal three for this match, and the next match in Copa del Rey, we're going to rotate that. all I would three. I expect or, some
1: kind of rotation where they bring one in with, like, Kroos and, and Casemiro, or play Chuameni with Modric and Kroos, for example.
0: It, it'll be fun to watch. I, I, Kamavinga, man. He's, he's too good. It's, I love how good he is. I,
1: I hate how good he is, but, like, he's just such a good player. Real Madrid's classic that, like, I don't want the team to do well necessarily, but, like, I love all their players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, real quick, who are you yeah. watching in Bundesliga, Serie a?
1: Mm, I mean, I watch Bayern highlights because since I expect them to win every single game, like it's not worth actually watching their games, in my opinion. Um, really interested in seeing how Dortmund does this year. They had a lot of really good signings. They have a whole new center-back pairing. Um, one of, they got Nicholas Sule from Bayern, actually. And I forget the other center-back, his name. Um, Yusuf uh, Makoko finally started or played last weekend for them he's like the 17 year old prodigy he's got one mm. day left on the contract mm. um, he'll be playing for them Marco Arroyos I got Gio Reyna on that team too So, um, plus Jude Bellingham is nasty so mm. that, that's the team that I love to watch I'll also be interested in watching Leverkusen seeing how Florian Verts comes back from his ACL reconstruction mm. he, he's probably going to try to make the World Cup roster for Germany and he would really make that team better um, so those were the two main teams I watched, on top of trying to just watch any of the Americans. Like, hopefully, um, Ricardo Pepe starts getting plenty of time and scoring goals, but I don't think he even played last game.
0: Uh, I, I am very excited for Serie A. Uh, I, I honestly can count on probably two, maybe three hands, the amount of matches I've seen in Serie A. I mostly watched Premier League and La Liga. Yeah, I heard you um, might be an Inter fan. Uh, now see I, I the thing is right like i I really want to see all these you know they they have a crazy amount of talk about a competitive league like you got about five teams that are that are somewhat even at the top if if I were to pick a team it'd probably be inter mostly because my favorite color is blue um and, and I like you know teams with good rivalries and you know they got the whole milan thing going on uh. Yeah so now there, there's not much to it but i i definitely am very intrigued a lot of good storylines there um, are a ton of good storylines there lukaku coming back you have milan they have a really good squad um everything going on at roma with jose Mourinho and is there from inter or from uh, juventus and Juventus is kind of resetting. Are they going to come back? They won like nine titles in a row. What's going to happen? There's a lot. There's a lot. So,
1: I agree. Very, very
0: intrigued. I agree with you. I, I tend to
1: switch what team I root for just based on like what happened the previous years, who's on what team, and whatnot. Um, I tend not to root for Inter too much, but I think they're the favorites this year in this area with Lukaku coming back. They were also only like two or three points off the top last year. So,. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they if they want to. I think Napoli is going to have an off year because they just got rid of like all of their historically great players. Essentially, got rid of Koulibaly. Insignia is now on Toronto FC, and Dries Mertens is also gone. So like so much of their history is gone. Um, yeah. Plus, uh, I think Fabian Ruiz is going to PSG. So I don't necessarily think he would starter for them all the time, but I think that team's definitely going to drop at least a few points. Plus, their owner was like outlandish the other day, saying he's not signing any more African players because he doesn't want uh, the African Cup of Nations. So, I probably wouldn't <laughs> be rooting for them for that in the first place, anyway.
0: What? Wait, so I, I did see that real quick. Since we're running out of time, what's what's your what's your take? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think it's.
1: While I can understand where he's coming from, because it's frustrating when like a bunch of your best players leave in the middle of the season. Like that's kind of, it's not okay. Like I'm not okay with that statement at all. People will say like, oh yeah, well like the Euros happen when the off season is, the Copa America is when the off season is, but like, but the world doesn't revolve around Europe. Like the world does not care that Europe's off season is during the summer. Like. Africa's offseason is during those late of uh, during the December, January, February months. So they're going to play their tournament when they have their tournament. So I think it's ridiculous. And you know what? They're going to miss out on a ton of talent. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: I, I think by saying that out loud, one, it's a pretty, it's very poorly worded. The mm-hmm. intentions also aren't great um and from from a roster construction standpoint, if you think you 're limited by strictly the fact of you 'll have three to four players who won 't be available for one month every two years, then I think you have bigger issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: right yeah. like that one month off could easily be like a hamstring injury where it 's like, oh, you know that 's four weeks you gotta deal with it and you know, to to miss out on a player for the other twenty three months of the year, I, I think that's just stupid. Really, like, you got to come yeah. up with another way to deal with it.
1: Yeah, he could have easily just said nothing, and <laughs> that would have been way
0: better. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That that's pretty much all we have time for today. This was fun. A little, you know, season preview, even though Premier League started last week. Um, everything else is starting up this week and um, yeah we're excited to you know stay tuned with everything that's happening in the league champions league getting close to world cup and we hope to have you guys listen in next week yes sir great conversation